And this is More Than Meets the Eye. And we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. So, we're More Than Meets the Eye. We're a podcast where we talk about aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, we'll can talk about films and like music sometimes, but today we are talking about an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And that aesthetic is? Cottagecore. Cottagecore. Yes. It's very... Um, Current. Yes. Um, do you actually want me to stop? Or... No, hold on. Can I just say... I want to talk so there's like two things there's like the history of it and then there's also like kind of the like implications of it yes so I don't really know where to fit the implications aspect of it like after history you want to say whenever you want just start talking about it okay got it it. so we're talking about college core this week yes why don't you give us like a brief like what like three word what is college core woodlands mm cottage <laughs> um what five meats and um. lo- no um <laughs> no <laughs> cake cake oh good point because baking is like a mm-hmm. big part of it because as we know with aesthetics as you all know as we've taught you over the two years we've been doing this podcast um our diligent listeners i know <laughs> um and aesthetic is more than just like the clothes you put on your body you know it's also it's, the it's lifestyle. The lifestyle you live, the yeah. music you listen to, the movies you obsess over, you know, like all of that. And just like your attitude too, you know? Yeah. And I think with college core that's actually a big thing. And it doesn't seem like it, but when you start like thinking about it. Yeah, well, because at first it's like it's very a visual heavy mm-hmm. thing, which it is an internet aesthetic. And to kind of like more closely define an internet aesthetic, it's something that's like based like on tumblr pinterest specifically now like tiktok TikTok. like who would have thought tiktok yeah and i thought what was interesting was that like a quote was like it shows up in your fashion it shows Mm. up like but it shows up specifically like in offline activities that you film and upload like onto tiktok well it's also interesting because since we started this podcast you know we kind of like didn't come across something like this that much like it was kind of like internet aesthetics were like kind of starting to become a thing but in the past two years like they've really become a thing like i remember we did e-boy and visco girl like what like a year like less than a year yeah. ago and like that's crazy like i don't like that that was like one of the biggest like tiktok aesthetics at least you know mm-hmm. and oh yeah it's just like something birthed or just like encouraged through mm-hmm. like internet through tiktok specifically yeah. like i feel like I like yeah. the word birth. I thought that was birthed. Good. Like, it was birthed by TikTok. Um, it kind of yeah. was, though. I mean, I think it was just, like... It was raised and nurtured and given <laughs> a, a direction in life, you Yeah, know? by TikTok. Um, um, yeah. Do you have, like, a history or relationship with Cottagecore? Um, I would say, like, I enjoy looking at Cottagecore, but I don't say it's my style at all. I think you have some influence. Um, I definitely do. Like, I, I definitely enjoy, like, because I'm a, I mean, to to explain what cottagecore is maybe mm. more clearly is that it's, like, kind of this, you know, vision of, like, living in a cottage and, like, all the, the cute little things that you do and wear in a cottage, like, sundresses and pressing flowers mm. and embroidering and, um. There's also, what I think is funny is because it's an internet thing, there's this. Um, 
kind of not facade but like there's this that you put on this thing of like connection to nature or like you know like disconnection from technology which half the time like people are broadcasting what they're doing to quote-unquote disconnect from technology so it's interesting that it like is this two-faced thing you know it's very ironic that like the whole basis of it is internet but it's all about like stripping down from Mm. that and like escaping to a to the woodlands and living out your life picking berries and being self-sufficient yeah um and just living like a fantastical existence without like work or and making everything yourself you know like a lot of like like we said baking diy like that's a part of it so like living sustainably off yourself rather than like you know uh capitalism and like right what is it commercialism you know like doing it yourself I would Um, say yeah to kind of sum up the I mean you want to talk about your how you relate to it I don't know if I do I think you know when I was in high school I had a vintage phase and we've talked about this a lot I feel like we must have um but there was part of my vintage phase where I think there is a vintage like uh, component tied into cottage core. Definitely. So I think in that sense, I do have uh, a relationship with that part of it. Um, but I think separately, I also like when I was having that vintage phase, I was very much like, oh, I want to live like I'm vintage too. Like I want to like use like very natural based stuff and like, you know, not like a lot of like, <laughs> that sounds weird, but like, you know, modern stuff. Um, to try to just, like, cut down. I think I was, like, very conscious of, like, eco stuff, too. So, Mm -hmm. like, hardcore cutting down. I, like, didn't, like, blow dry or straighten my hair for, like, a year or something. It was crazy. Um, so I think that part, to that extent, that's kind of a connection. But cottage core didn't exist when I did that. That was, like, 15. That was, like, 2015. So, I think, like, in a sense, I have this connection to what happened before cottage core. And then cottage core kind of, like, kicked in. Yeah. I mean, it's very, like, I don't think... I think the earliest I heard about it was, like, maybe last year. I feel like that's when I saw it, like, picking up where people, like, started, like, posting pictures of this kind of aesthetic and, like, this very, like, kind of dainty, like, flowery look. It's also very tied into architecture, which I think is interesting because, like, actually finding, like, hodgecore homes is, like... I remember when that was, like, a TikTok trend where people would walk through neighborhoods and be, like, cottagecore homes and, like... New Jersey, you know? What a weird way to say, oh, this is a cottage core, like, cottage, home, yeah. like, home. Like, what does that mean? But yeah. I think it mainly means something that's very, like, small and, and like, very, has a lot of character mm. to it. It also kind of looks like, like, Storybook homes are kind of, like, very yeah. cottage core, you know, the ones that look like they could literally be in, like, Snow White, you Like know? the Hobbit or something. Yeah. His little, like, hut or whatever. Oh, for I don't sure. know. I've never seen. Yeah, Hobbit hut. Okay. That's, that's actually, okay, like, fine. exactly well, what they I call know. it. Okay. <laughs> I think also, like, a milkmaid kind of look oh, to yeah. it. Very just, like, shepherdess, um, farmers. So it is vintage, but it's almost even... It's more vintage than even, like, 50s, you know? like It's, it, like, taking us back to, like, the yeah. 19th century. Exactly. Like, let's go all the way back. Exactly. So, and it is, you know, it is, like, there's a nostalgia aspect to it, too. And that, like, adds into that weird layer of, like, disconnecting from technology, but, like broadcasted on technology yeah and it's nostalgic but it's like kind of like one of the most contemporary aesthetics you know right now it's cottage yeah i feel like so many of like those tiktok videos are just people like panning their backyard with like Mm. a waterfall and like some ducks and like they're (laughs) picking a berry off a leaf yeah i think it's just 
just these like little snippets of like, ooh, my life could be like this if I just like went into the woods and like disconnected from everything. But yeah. like obviously that You're can't happen. Broadcasting yeah. yeah. <laughs> um which at the same time, you know, there's that whole like people who like are TikTok famous or like set up their lives as like an aesthetic to broadcast on TikTok. It's like that's like fun in itself too like it's like when you know people like have careers in making like photo shoot sets you know like like creating these crazy designs music video sets you know it's kind of like that but it's like your own personal thing it's cool like it's interesting i agree i think like yeah just making like an entire persona Mm -hmm. like instead of making like a music video like you're saying like a movie or something you're Mm -hmm. making like an account that like does all of this and you show all that it's like a that's an art artistic career I think itself. it is yeah like I think people should be it, paying attention to that yeah because that's a skill like and that, you're kind of you have to create so much of it like you said like it's almost like you know there's so much more that goes into like making something like a film than people think so it's like you have to do all these things for it and it's like when you do something like that like make like a, this like aesthetic life that you like video on tiktok like sorry <laughs> my terminology is <laughs> not here um but it's like you're right like there's so much that goes into it that it's it is an art form yes um i think it's also interesting that you talk about how there's like the escapism like during all of this like all of what's happening right now yeah i mean there's a lot going on in the world you know we have covid happening which has been happening for so long like i i can remember it being like march and me being like oh we'll be over in june and here we are in october and it's like definitely not over yeah like when it was like june definitely like yeah guys like this is not a big deal like june 1st like it's fine well i think it's also (laughs) you know seeing some of the countries that got hit really bad at the beginning recover really quickly i like had some hope but i don't know where that hope Uh... came from um, but America uh, is not doing well. No. Um, I know. I love, like, hearing when, like, numbers in, like, places of, like, not in the city of Boston, but, like, around Boston, like, are going up. I'm like, wow. I love that. Um, just send me home now. Um, but don't. <laughs> Sorry. It just jinx, like, the whole of Boston University. Um, but then, like, you know, politics is an amazing subject that everyone loves to talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, like, I don't even know what kind of level of sarcasm that was. But, yeah, so, like, people are trying to escape from thinking about that. And, and like, from, like, kind of escaping from traumatic things that they don't want to, like... So, Cottage Core gives you that opportunity to, like, go into this other world. It's, like, an what a peaceful lifestyle. You don't have to worry about anything. You just, like, live on your own. You make little crafts. It's Life is great. Mm-hmm. Like... Go back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the DIY thing is so important, especially because, you know, Cottage Core really took off during the pandemic because mm-hmm. people had all this time to be like, oh, I'm going to bake bread. You know, you remember when the flower crisis happened? Yeah. When I just wanted to make bread and everybody else was buying flour and there was no bread. Flour. I was making cookies. I was, yeah. there was like a, there was a few weeks where I was only making cookies. I only mm. made bread once. I only mm. wanted to make it once. <laughs> you just needed to fulfill that one. Uh, yeah. I did like, it. Itch, and I you did, did it. It, it was really good. beautiful. Okay, You good. saw it, remember? Yes. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really cool. But then I wanted to make things that weren't bread and there was no flour. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, I think that having that pandemic, like, gave people that time to be like, you know, all those DIYs you wanted to do since like 2010, like you can do now. Yeah. Since pandemic. <laughs> you know, make a candle. 
Yeah. Press some flowers. Ugh. Now's the time. Oh, you said something before that I wanted to... I had, like, a distinct thing I wanted to respond to. But you were saying, like, in, like, the TikTok video, someone will just, like, kick a berry or something. Yeah. I saw this one TikTok influencer who's, like, cottage court influencer. And she... It was literally just this video of her, like, picking... Moving, like, a flower petal from one place to, like, another <laughs> pile of flower petals. And I was like... I see, but, like, why? You summed it up. Like, you summed yeah. up the cottage core content. Like, yeah. it really is just, like, interacting it with nature. It is peaceful, though. Yeah. Like, I get the appeal. Like, I was very relaxed by the video, which is needed. It's like a form of self-care, you exactly. could say. Exactly. Yeah. It really is. Um, I also thought it was interesting. I saw that someone called that a, a reaction to hustle culture mm. um, or, like, personal branding, you know, rather than, like, putting yourself out there, like, making yourself this, which Cottage Court does a little bit, but, um, and especially, like, as being a reaction to hustle culture, like, I know this isn't completely the same, but, like, remember when we did, uh, Hypebeast, you know, and that's something that's very, like, in your face. This is kind of, like, a reaction in a way of being, like, oh, let's, like, take it back a notch, you know? Definitely. It's definitely, yeah, like, a reverse, reversal of, like, kind of all the trends that were just happening, like, all about the brand, all about, like... I mean, in a way, this is, like, a brand, too. So it's, like... Yeah. Eh, it's kind of ironic. Like, it is ironic. Anything, like, everything is a brand. Um, everything is... Like, it's being sold. Like, this is this lifestyle is. So, yeah. I don't know. I Another fun um, term I came across was that it fetishizes the outdoors, which I was, like, <laughs> an interesting way to look at it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it kind of does. If you actually, like, walked into the woods and, like, set up camp, like, I don't really know how far you would get. Yeah. Like, I don't... I think it has to do with that kind of, like, you know, there's, like, a level of fakeness, but not, like, fake in a bad way, necessarily. Yeah. Like, we were talking about setting up the aesthetic life that you, like, broadcast, Well, you there's, know? like, specifically, like, yes, you're making crafts and, like, yes, you're living there, but there's an effortless to all of it. Mm. Like, when you're doing all these things, like, it all comes out perfectly. The yeah. bread you make is delicious like doesn't burn like it's all about like perfection mm. and like facade 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 um something else so we can dip into the history a little bit yeah i have like a really interesting historical fact um in like the 18th century in europe um and like someone who did this was marie antoinette um really wealthy like nobles would actually build like picturesque ornamental farms in their like the estates they had in the country so that they could go live that like pastoral life for like half a second you know like if i was a peasant in like the 18th century i would absolutely like <laughs> like can't, like imagine like you're literally like, can't like have a crumb of bread meanwhile like marie antoinette is like is frolicking in the, <laughs> in the pasture next to you and like, like pretending uh, to also have like yeah. i didn't know marie antoinette had a tiktok We've loved seeing that. Um, I know. Very aesthetic, I feel like. She was fashion icon. Yeah. It would. It would be. And it would be like party. She would have partied during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. She would not be wearing a mask. Nope. She would be an anti mask. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Um, Around like the pandemic, too, Animal Crossing really took off. Yes. And Animal Crossing, although you can make it what you want, I think at its core, you know, it has this very like nature and like it's cutesy so like it has this connection to like being cottagecore yeah um, i mean if you don't know what animal crossing is 
It True. is a game, a game on a game system like Nintendo. Nintendo. It's a, it is a Nintendo game. Yeah, and you're just a human living with anthropomorphic yeah. uh, creatures, and you are. <laughs> Just like living, it's like pretty much what Cottage Core is. Like it, that's what Animal Crossing is. Like you just you like live your life. Are DIYing too? Like yeah. one of the actions you do is you DIY, um, and you pick apples, and you can eat you them pick apples directly. You, you fish. Yeah. You you know a lot of like in nature stuff because you're like you move to this island and then you have to like build up this island. So that's yeah. why it like is kind of yeah. So it's funny that yeah, the the same time that quarantine is happening, Cottage Core, and then also like Animal Crossing. Yeah. So clearly, like we're all like in a crisis, and we just want to like go like yeah. live in the woods because we're yeah. all having a moment um to continue with the history oh yeah um i'm not sure if you read about this too but it's definitely this is what i was talking about in my art history class recently Ooh. actually is the arts and crafts movement oh. that came like right after the industrial revolution in like england oh. and so like there was a lot of like that like you know mass production like suddenly happening and like a lack of lack of craft and like personality to all these items so everyone was like hey like like we miss like the the craftsmanship we miss like the you know the personal like there's now anonymity between like the buyer and now like there there needs to like build a relationship with like the producer and the consumer so there's just like this movement back to like making things yourself and like Mm -hmm. building things yourself crafts and stuff my mom's gonna love this she loves crafts she's a crafts yeah. person she's gonna be like i like didn't even know that existed though that's really... what year was that like, this was like era uh, this is like early 20th century late oh. 19th century i would say okay so yeah it was so, just... like edwardian okay yeah so it just is like movement to like more rustic lifestyle again that makes sense because if, if you think about like edwardian fashion um like you know it's very lacy very like the silhouettes feel very, like, a lot more rustic. You know, it's not the crazy Victorian era, like, giant hooked out skirts. It's kind of, right. like, more right. of, like, a simple I mean, silhouette. yeah, this was, like, yeah, a response to all of that kind of crazy fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was going to say is that, yeah, like, I mean, also a lot of, like, the, the, the particular person that was pioneering this movement was William Morris, and he was about like also criticizing like capitalism and like mm-hmm. uh kind of the labor force so like kind of when we're talking about cottage core there's like an escape from the capitalism yeah and consumerism definitely so yeah it's a lot it's cool <laughs> it's cool that like i'm i'm not surprised because i feel like we see this a lot but it's just kind of like something repeating itself you know but it just on a different level you yeah know, maybe thing. like not maybe a less like I don't know about how conscious a level it is. Mm. Like I don't think anyone's actively like fighting these like you know yeah forces. But I think to a certain I mean I think the implication of like taking a step away from technology and like DIYing stuff instead of like buying stuff. I think even though you're not being like oh down with capitalism, you know like yeah. you're still like doing something that's like even if it's for your own good, it's like recognizing something different that you want to yes. do. Because I was going to talk about my favorite part during research for this yes. was finding about the connection between cottagecore and that LGBTQ plus community. Um, I like didn't know, but like after I was reading about like it's the connection, I was like, that makes so much sense because um, 
I think something really big to understand, you know, for like, especially like the lesbian and female uh, female bisexual communities in the LGBTQ plus community, um, cottagecore is like a way of taking like rural and traditional like aesthetics and things that are usually like, unfortunately considered cis and heteronormative and like making them accessible to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, So like, people now can use cottagecore as like, you know, can be visibly gay, visibly LGBTQ plus, like any of identify the way they want to, um, and can also like have this rural aesthetic, have this like, you know, cottagecore aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that cottagecore has done for a lot of people. Exactly. It's it's these spaces that, yeah, were not traditionally for these kinds of people mm-hmm. for for non cis hetero people and it's like flipping that yeah so what i thought was also interesting is that um so a lot of like what we're talking about is kind of like traditional like female um yes. tasks and jobs and stuff but what was like a good quote from this like one new york times article that actually was like talking about cottage core it was that it Cottagecore is a vision of domestic bliss without servitude in the traditional binary framework. Mm. So it's like, yes, like um, a lot of people like participating in cottagecore are female, but it's not with the same like relationship to like patriarchy or like doing this like within that kind of space. Like people are just making crafts and like having a good time. Exactly. There's not that same relationship. Totally. It's a freedom. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, like, cottagecore, even though, like, we see this connection to stuff like the arts and crafts movement, um, it takes it to a more contemporary level of being inclusive, yeah. you know. But also, I think even being started by people within LGBTQ, sorry, LGBTQ plus communities and, like, within, um, like, a female community or femme community that, like, isn't looking for, like, patriarchal standards, you know, it's, like, the people who invented cottagecore, who, like, made cottagecore a thing, like, are these people, which is, like, mm-hmm. a really cool thing. And a lot of the aesthetic is very feminine and dainty, but mm. it's not treated in, like, a lesser way. It's, yeah. it's like, it, there's a self-agency to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you're being self-sufficient, you're, you're powerful in your femininity. So it's very, it's, like, twisting all of the typical, like, kind of bad, yeah. like, female tasks and into something more powerful exactly and then uh yeah so do we want to talk about fashion yeah fashion and decor and architecture yeah the more visual aspects of cottagecore Mm -hmm. yeah let's get into like specifically like what we're looking at Mm. when we talk about cottagecore yeah so in fashion especially in like the femme fashion world um you know, I feel like I was taking notes on this when I was describing it. I was like, I feel like, like, I, describing it is almost, like, pointless. But I will anyways. Like, I'm just going to throw a few, like, words out there. Long skirts. Flowy. Puffy sleeves. Floral prints. You want to throw anything out there? Um, Earth tones. Earth tones. Earth tones. Love earth tones. Pastels, even, yes, too. Yes, I put that down as well. Gingham. I feel like, like that oh, yeah. kind of, like, very picnic look like, like you're going on a picnic like wizard of oz like dorothy yeah. Ann, you know she's super cottage oh she's core. oh dorothy is cottagecore for yeah. sure come on like kansas like that's 
Really? Yeah. Toto. Living on a that farm. A little farm. Yeah. Anything with farms. Yeah. Like, ding, ding, ding. Um, Lace. Yes. Peasant blouses. I also thought it was interesting. I feel like most shoes I saw were, like, actually, like, a little hefty. You know, like, boots or, like, you know, you got the good peasant blouse, but you got the boots, which makes it more, like, rustic, more real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're walking around in the woods. You can't wear flip-flops. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, one accurate thing about this aesthetic. Yes. The, the shoes do work. It works, too, because I, I feel like back, like, a few years ago when flowy dresses were big, but people would wear flip-flops with them, I was, like... The textures, like the silhouette of this, does not work. You need like bigger shoes. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to see the boots. I think a lot of it is also mixing textures mm. and like kind of having something like a little, like maybe a little grungy with mm. like the flowiness. You exactly. know, feels more real. Yeah, button-down like sweaters are a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. even like button-down blouses, as long as they're like flowy and yes. you know, cream-colored. Yes, cream-colored um, everything. Overalls are kind of big, too. Yeah, like, like denim. Yeah. Doing a, a coverall dress situation is, like, a good, yeah. Definitely. And then if you're doing pants, like, you go baggy, you go pleated, you know, like, nothing, nothing too, like, skinny. No nothing emo. streamlined or sleek about this. Yeah. I would say it's, like, pretty maximalist for the yes. most part. Yes. I mean, I think, I, I think it's, like, an interesting, like, opposition to, like, the very, like, clean cut like white minimalist aesthetic mm. especially if we're going to talk about like decor and stuff like yes. i feel like there's that like one particular style of housing with like just very everything's like blank and you just have like one plant mm. or something like no it's very ornamental i mean let's get into decor a little bit like i think the the more like ornamental the better yeah quirky little like tchotchkes yeah. here and there you know a little like probably like takes from rococo a little bit um, because I'm thinking like Marie Antoinette, but also more cottagey, more like something out of a storybook, you know. I love. I think storybook houses are like incredible. Um, I haven't seen that many like in real life myself, but I know like sometimes you can go to certain parts of New York and just like come across like these like storybook Tudor houses, you know, amazing. Yeah. I'm also just thinking of the room in Howl's Moving Castle. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? That, like, room with all of the stuff. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Howl's bedroom. And Sophie goes in and she's like, Howl, you need to, like, get better, you know? Sorry. That's If you know that movie, that made sense. If you yeah. don't, you should watch Howl's Moving Castle. Well, his room just has a lot of stuff in it. So It's so, it's so much stuff. Like, yeah. overwhelming. So I think that's kind of, like, part of the aesthetic. Just having yeah. all these, like sentimental and personal items just like maybe know. a little like magical too yeah like, like a like, witch's home yes. or something but like a cute witch yeah not an evil witch yeah. or like a magician's home yeah i mean there's also like sub cores yes. that are like a little darker like the darker kind of toned cottage core huh. which is like more like halloween like if you're in the woods but it's autumn Ooh. so like i think cottage core is like you're in the woods it's spring summer but like we're talking about like it's called like goblin core. Goblin core. Goblin yeah. Core. <laughs> it's literally called like people who don't know what any of this is. They're like, "What the fuck? This isn't real." I kind of super vibe with goblin core though. Yeah, it's. Why. I think if you just if you're in the right season for it, like goblin core all the way. Yes. It's like very witchy, like modern witchy. Also, almost more like more green. You know yeah. what? Like, is a perfect example of goblin core is Penelope's like room in the movie Penelope. Um. 
I talk about the movie so often. If you're a listener and you haven't seen Penelope. <laughs> Me who hasn't seen it in years. Like I know. Uh, I funny. need to so I can participate in these references. You don't understand it? Here, I'll, I'll pull up a picture of it. Um, talk more about decor and stuff. Um, let me see. So I think particularly like like kitchen kitchen decor is a big one. Like having like teacups, which sounds basic, but just like anything like like your grandmother's yeah. china or something. I love a good teacup. Um, and here we go. Big open windows, lighting. You can like zoom in if you want. Yes, the green, the kind of weird place like what i don't know what's under the glass a little creepy little they're like little plants she's a horticulturist so oh yeah so this is definitely goblin plant babies are like a big part of cottage core too yeah if your house doesn't have at least two house plants in it then you're not you can't be cottage core oh my god i have three house plants so you're good (laughs) i'm good i can be cottage core you can be cottage core oh my gosh i love my plant babies okay anyways (laughs) um yeah, and I think, like, a natural kind of... I was going to say aesthetic, and I was like, this whole podcast is aesthetic. <laughs> but, um, like, kind of a natural theme to whatever your decor is. You know, you can have teacups that have, like, flowers on them. Like, that's very cottage cool. Yeah. But just, like, a regular teacup might not cut it, you know? Yeah, it has to have something, some ornament to it, yes. some characteristic to it. Nothing plain, nothing just, no. like, Ikea. Yes. Sorry. That's why it's, like almost like opposite of minimalism because it's like you've got to have that like ornament to everything you have. it has to be a little messy you know yeah. like it has to have like some personality to it, yeah. which i feel like a lot of those minimalist spaces have like zero personality well their personality is a minimalism uh, you don't know what you're talking about i'm just a minimalist hater <laughs> are you really no i'm not oh, i didn't think you were um okay anything else to add cats 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 i think that's like a cottage core like thing. a motif just having cats in your house whoa yeah so dogs are a no-no i'm i don't know i'm just in i have the belief that like cats are closer to the yes aesthetic. you are a cat person I mean, maybe i'm biased like that tortoise yeah definitely i feel like pets pets <laughs> it like brings that natural <laughs> element in Fine. although i feel like tortoises over something <laughs> okay they're goblin <laughs> um i was gonna say over something like a lizard like a lizard it pushes the cottage yeah forward, but because well, it's, it's like... not as natural like you're not gonna have a lizard also lizards aren't chill like <laughs> tortoises are chill they just like they exist yeah tortoises are they live cottage core yes like oh yeah i cosmo and amy my tortoises are absolutely cottage core um to their souls <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i can see cats especially because like we were talking about which kind of motifs and like bringing a cat into that makes a lot of sense um yeah i'm thinking like lighting and housing is really important i actually yeah now that you say lighting like we talked about it being important on tiktok right yeah and like having the right filters oh that's true yeah Giving it kind of like a warm like glow to everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's kind of. Did you mean lighting fixtures? No. Okay. I meant like window lighting. Oh. Oh, so like natural. Lighting? Yeah, naturally. Oh. That's a better way to phrase it. Yes. Yeah, With like big windows. Yeah. You know. Um, I feel. Um. 
Music? Music. Okay. So, what I think is funny is that a lot of the artists that, like, were coming up for me as Cottagecore, I was like, they've all been around for a while, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, like, Cottagecore brought them to be. It's more like Cottagecore came up after these artists exist existed and then like was like the theme for what kind of thing you would listen to if you were cottagecore yes i think there's some obvious artists and stuff that i think of but i think there's also an aspect to cottagecore music that's Mm -hmm. like more based in the fact that it is like a lot of lgbtq people Mm. who are like um a part of this culture so like I'm thinking like Lord and like Mitski, like kind of like, yeah, female like strong female pop artists. Definitely, too. I think it's interesting because in one side it's like totally folk music, but on the on the other side it's like you're saying like strong pop music. Yeah, because you know? it's it's all more about like kind of the artists than mm. it is like the music. Totally. Yeah. But if we want to talk about like actual like sound wise, like mm. what reminds us of cottagecore. Would definitely be more folk music. Yeah. Like, I think of, like, Fleet Foxes first. Or, like, Sufjan. Yes, yes. Or is it Sufjan? I don't know how to say his name, but it's Sufjan or Sufjan, I think. I had him down. Um, First Aid Kit is a big one. I don't know. They're, like, a Swedish um, folk group. Yeah, folk. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of their music. I think even... Sigur Ross. Oh, they could be, Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking Claro too. Oh yeah. Um, people like someone like Conan Gray or yeah, Conan Gray. Yeah, it's oh. like chill kind yeah. of vibe. Even uh, Harry, Harry me too. He came up a lot on the um. I looked up like a cottagecore playlist. Yes, he came up a lot on cottagecore. <laughs> that's Harry Style. Is what we were talking about for our um geriatrics. I'm just kidding. I. Oh. <laughs> Um, I haven't I'm, listened. That, that was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe edit that one out. I feel bad about that. Um, Thank you. I haven't listened to this, but I feel like from what I've seen, folklore by Taylor Swift is like very cottage core. Mm, like I also just have refused to listen to. Oh. It. <laughs> Just seeing like the album cover, I'm like that. That looks very cottagecore to me, and I think it's funny that that came out like in the kind of the height of cottagecore. Like it did. I feel like it just like exactly like the right time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called folklore. Like it's basically a part of cottagecore. Um. <laughs> um yeah. Oh. Hozier, 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 yeah, he's great. He's got that, like you know, stuff like that. Oh, like he, like he's from Ireland. Like he's like yeah. probably living in like the woods as well. The whole thing. Like, um, yeah, no, he's not living in the woods. I don't know. Um, I oh, saw. Wait, bro, we edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> wait, please edit that out. I don't want to offend the Irish listeners. No, don't edit it out. That was Just funny. Mine no. <laughs> was more offensive. <laughs> I could totally see Jose living in the woods. Okay. I think that's, he's also, like, such a big pop star at this point that it's, like, you should be more afraid of just offending his fans mm. in general and not, not the Irish, the country of Ireland. Um, 
Iron and Wine is like an old group. Oh yeah. But they're definitely like got that good Oh Billy. Billy too. Billy I I I wish. Eilish. Eilish. Mm-hmm. Eilish. Um definitely has I think she's not like her sound isn't cottagecore vibes, but I think she is kind of like a cottagecore anthem gal. You know, like she puts out a, a song and it becomes like a cottagecore yeah. anthem. Any other artists in particular? Okay. Is there a song you would like to play? Mm, I can't think of one. Okay, I'm gonna play Heather by Conan Gray, which is also do you do you disagree? Do you think that's bad? Or no, 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 you can play. I okay. think it works. It's also I think something else that comes with cottagecore is TikTok anthems kind of become cottagecore because they become TikTok anthems. That makes sense. Um, because cottagecore is like from TikTok too. So this song is a cottagecore anthem. You've definitely heard it before. I like heard it because my roommates would not stop singing it, but I, I like it. Like I honestly kind of like vibe with it. Mm-hmm. Although it is like. It's a pop song in the sense of, like, I like it, and then it's, like, three minutes long, and I only wanted a minute of it. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> well, it I mean, kind of repeats. Well, that's how, like, most TikTok songs are. Like, yeah. they sound better when they're in, like, the 15-second, like, yeah. bit than they are when you listen to the full thing. Exactly. All right. So here is Heather. I'm just going to go for in the beginning of it. Heather by Conan Gray. <laughs> so many times so it's like okay um but it's also i like his voice and i feel like a lot of times on tiktok you hear other people singing it and not him so i i it's like i appreciate getting to like actually hear him sing it because i think he's a nice voice i think there's also like um kind of a 60s 70s music Mm. like area of cottagecore too like like joni mitchell like Bob Dylan, maybe. Yeah. Like, I think there's that. Or even, like, some Beatles songs, too, for, like, Cottagecore. I agree. I Something that played when I was, like, going through a Cottagecore playlist was Strawberry Fields Forever. And I was like, that makes... The, literally, like, the title is Cottagecore, you know? Like, Strawberry Fields Forever. Like, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Is there anything you want to play now? Um, I can't pick. Okay. I can do another one. Okay. Go for it. I'm kind of just, like... Oh, okay, wait. Do I do Sufjan, Billy, or Fleet Foxes? 
Super John. Okay. Then I'm, I'm playing... <laughs> this is going to tie into movies and TV, too. Oh. Yeah. You oh, know what I'm playing. Oh, yes. Um, I was thinking about that. That's a good one. I do know more than one Super John song, but sometimes I forget that I do, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I only know the song. Um, so I'm lying to myself. But anyways, here's Mystery of Love, which you'll all know from Call Me By... My name? Your name? Your Call name. Me By Your Name. Why did I forget his title? Um, <laughs> By Super John Steven. Also, what a song that just puts you in a state, you know what I mean? Definitely. Oh. And it reminds you of that movie! So sweet! Oh, so precious. I love that song. Anything else from you? Um, I think we're good on music. Okay. I was gonna maybe do one more. Oh, you but... wanted to play one more song? Go for it. Okay, I should build your sweet foxes now. See, here's the other thing. Oh, I want to say this about Sufjan. What's funny about Sufjan is for me, because he was kind of like a real indie icon before he was kind of a pop icon, which he's still mostly an indie icon, but he's a little bit of a pop icon. Um, I, like, really associate him with, like, indie music, so I associate him with groups like Beirut, you know, and, like, kind of more, like, indie, but, like, raw-sounding groups like that. So it's just funny, like, to group him with, like, Conan Gray, which, like, because yeah. it's, like, he's... He came from somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, he's still, like, I don't know. I feel like the song is more popular than he is, almost, yes. in a way. So. Yeah. I agree. He does have a good cult following, though. True. Um, what Billy song were you thinking of? Um, the, I, everything I wanted. Okay. Well, Fleet, Fleet song. Tiger Mountain Pizza song. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, we usually do four songs. I could do, like, yeah. 30 seconds of each. That's fine, yeah. Okay. So... I'm taking over Antonella's slots now, too. Um, so I'm going to do Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish first, which is something else I discovered on TikTok, and I was like, oh, this is, like, a lot. Thank you, TikTok. Oh, here we go, Everything I Wanted. I had a dream I got everything I wanted Not what you think And if I'm being honest It might have been a nightmare 
play a different like a more chorusy part of it um in the actual podcast but then my last pick is fleet fox's tiger mountain peasant song so i feel like we really like went all over the spectrum with yeah. like cottagecore-esque music so here's fleet foxes Boxes, they remind me of just like early 2000s like I yeah. don't know they're like yeah like maybe like almost 2010s too yeah maybe yeah like 2010s yeah that because that album was 2008 so yeah was like no I mean yeah like late 2000s yeah yeah, yeah. late late yeah. not um I agree yeah no they definitely do like give you that vibe because mm-hmm. I was like I feel like that kind of folk sound was so big that was when like yeah like Imagine Dragons was kind of funky, oh my god, you know? yeah, or just like Lumineers, Lumineers like... of Mice and Men, yes, yeah. yes, like all of those. There was like a, a little folk moment, yes, like 2010. Maybe we'll talk about it someday. Oh, maybe maybe it'll come in a podcast. Oh um, who knows? Who knows? Okay, movies and TV. Movies and TV. I there's so many little cottagecore movies. Yeah, there really are. Yeah, and I didn't even realize. Um, one that I came across was My Neighbor Totoro. Oh my god, so true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one until I looked up, like, cottagecore movies, <laughs> and I was like, you're right. It's yeah. so, like, because I feel like the way I want to live in a Studio Ghibli movie is the same feeling as, like, people wanting to, like, be in cottagecore. Yeah. Like, I do want to just live in, like, the that. countryside of Japan, yes. like, and just, like, I don't know. Come across some spiritual little guys. And, like, have an adventure and, like, you know, have a good time. So. I'm so sad. Ghibli Fest, right? That's what it's called? Ghibli Fest? Ghibli Fest. Didn't happen this year. We were, like, going to that pretty consistently. We were, yeah. We, we, like, saw a lot of Ghibli movies. Like, Mm -hmm. one that I hadn't seen before, which was fun. Um, Some of them. Heartbreakers, but it's fun. I don't think I've cried more than I cried for Grave of Fireflies. I know. Like, I don't, I think that's the most I've ever cried for a movie, well, like, I think, ever. I think that's the most I've silently cried in a movie theater, you know what I mean? Like, we were absolutely bawling afterwards. Oh my god. <laughs> we were both like, like, we need a, a break, like a breather. Oh my gosh. Grave of the Fireflies. Didn't your, like, yeah. parents drive us home after that? Yeah, we were having a moment. Um, that was... Good movie, but like only watch it once. Like, yeah. not, don't ever watch it a second time. So depressing. Um. Oh. Anyways. Okay, I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> like I, you were saying. Yeah. Call me by your name. Yes. Yeah. I also remember we wanted to try to figure out an aesthetic to do that will like involve Call Me by Your Name, and I think we kind of like accidentally stumbled upon one. You know, like there's definitely. I feel like Call Me By Your Name has that, like, countryside appeal, you know, European countryside. Yeah, versus, like, Um, Japan countryside. Exactly. Like, you can find a countryside anywhere. True. And that longing to, like, be a part of it and be separated from society is, like, cottagecore. Yes. 
Um, it's universal. Yeah, it's wanting universal. to go back to nature connecting to last week iceland maybe a little bit you know yes oh yeah iceland really did make me want to just like go like live in a hut yeah just be like one yeah. with nature but only like in the months of july to like august wait you don't want to be like an eskimo like um, i would like i think it would be so cool to like live in the wilderness in the cold, like like pull a and die. pull a Leonardo DiCaprio in the Revenant, you know. And didn't he like sleep in a bear carcass? In a horse wrong? carcass. Horse yeah. carcass. That's what it was. It was a horse he was riding, and then he was like, "I have to kill you now and <gasps> sleep inside of you." Oh no, cottage core. Yeah. <laughs> That's like goblin <laughs> core. <laughs> the Revenant is a good yeah good <laughs> goblin core. <laughs> My favorite story about the Revenant was. I, like, donated platelets, um, like, a year ago, and uh, I remember I was donating them, and they give you, like, a little, the place I went was really nice, and they gave you, like, this little TV, and you had, like, a remote, and you can flip through, and I came across the Revenant on the TV, so I just watching the Revenant while, like, getting my platelets drawn, it's like getting your blood drawn, basically, um, and then, like, the nurses would come over, and they'd, like, like play with something, and, like, give me some Tums to chew, because, like, my calcium was low or something, um, and they would, like, look up at it, and they'd be like, oh, and then they like, watch it for a few minutes, and then, like, at one point, like, three of them were around me, and we were all just, like, watching <laughs> The Revenant together. It was so oh, funny. I've never seen it, but... It... You haven't seen no. it? No. <gasps> Antonella! Yeah. It's... I would, like, rewatch it. It's, it's actually, like, a solid movie. Okay. He won also, an Oscar. Inaritu, I know Inaritu won all of the Oscars that year. Um, because it's a good movie. And yeah, Leo won it. Um, because he didn't have many lines. Oh, oh, oh is that a little shade? Oh, shade maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, I like. No, don't get me wrong. Leo is a fantastic actor, but he says things funny sometimes, and I think his best acting comes from like <laughs> not speaking his physical being. Okay. You know. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, you would know more than me, so. That's just my opinion. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's a great guy. Um, okay, so the Revenant? The Revenant? Okay, that's good. Um, Penelope, I think, is a little bit, maybe she's more Goblin Core, but like, you know, Cottage Core Goblin Core. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it, you can't. I know, I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, Winnie the Pooh. Huh. Winnie the Pooh. See, for me... I, like, really love Winnie the Pooh. Like, mm-hmm. I just, like, buy stuff that has Winnie the Pooh on it because that's, like... You know when you have, like, characters that you like and you, like, buy the yeah. stuff? Like, Winnie the Pooh's one of my characters. I was a big fan, yeah. Characters. Um, I loved Piglet. So, I don't know if I... Like, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the woodsy way... aspect of it. Yes. Maybe, like, the actual, like, movies and TV shows, yes. Mm-hmm. But then, like, how Winnie the Pooh has become, like, a little, like, icon guy, like, is different. That's... I mean more, like, the traditional, like, books, yes. okay. you know? You you yes. right. You right. So, um, those are good. I have to. I really kind of want to rewatch something like that. Yeah. You know, it would probably get kind of boring because it's like a kid show. Yeah. But that's how I find most kid shows. I'm like, oh, let me like rewatch this, like live out the memories, and it's like this is so not entertaining <laughs> how at did all. I watch this. <laughs> like, um, um, what else? Anne of Green Gables. Sure. I've never seen, I mean, I know there's, like, the new Netflix show. I mean, obviously, there's the traditional, like, books that mm. came first. I've never read them, but. Jane Austen. Yes. I think, like, especially, like, something like Emma or, what were you going to say? No, I just think, like, I'm just thinking of all those, like, books, like, of that time, yeah. like, written by female authors. Oh, so yeah. cottagecore. 
very cottagecore. I think the ones that are less dramatic are more cottagecore, but I guess you could even say, like, Jane Eyre is cottagecore. I was saying Emma, because Emma's very lighthearted, you know, like, there's not, like, like, even, like, Pride and Prejudice, no, Sense and Sensibility has, like, some sad parts to it, but it's, like, overall lighthearted. Emma's very, like, playful, so it's, like, I feel like that fits it with cottagecore, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they all do, though. You're Ooh, right. Ooh, um, Pippi Longstocking. Ooh. I was just thinking, like, playful characters, like yeah. that. Um, definitely. Also, a lot of strong female leads. Like, that's fun. Or strong femme leads, at least. Yeah. Like, I love that. Um, we talked about The Hobbit a little bit. <laughs> but, like, his, his dwelling, his living lifestyle. Uh, Maybe not, like, oh the gosh. darker parts, but... The Shire. The Shire is where the Hobbits live. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, all of the Lord of the Rings, like, Frodo starts in the Shire... Bilbo starts in the Shire. Antonelle's not along. Like, she has no idea what I'm saying. Um, I did read The Hobbit in, like, the sixth grade. I don't remember you it. Did you actually? The yes, one like, first school? I did. I read it. Oh, I really? go for school for school. But, like, I, I did read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I think that, like, by sixth grade, cool. I wasn't. Or maybe sixth grade, I was. Definitely by eighth grade, I was not reading the books that I was assigned in class anymore. Yeah. Um, I tried, but mm-hmm. I often failed. It's a struggle. Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> Hi, Mom and Dad. Um, uh, yeah. The Hobbit, like, the parts where he's in the Shire, definitely. Because the mm-hmm. Shire has that very cottagey core feel, like we said, with, like, all the Hobbit pools. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else? Any TV show characters? Mm-hmm. What do? Oh, here's a good one. Like, something like Snow White or, like, Cinderella. Like, all those, like, or Sleeping Beauty, rather. Like, all those, like, Disney princess movies where, like, they start out... Even Tiana, I feel like Tiana, like, even though she's, like, supposed to be, like, New Orleans, she has, like, you know, that dress she wears at the beginning. Like, it's very cottagecore. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all those, like, Disney movies have that cottagecore vibe to them. Anything else? Um... <laughs> something that came up interestingly enough was the great british baking show as an example of cottage core which i think is funny yeah maybe some of those like hctv stuff mm-hmm. too you know with the all the diy stuff yeah. great british baking up the great I'm sorry jbbo has that good um like low stress feel to it exactly that's what i mean like yeah. it's very like oh we're just making little desserts and it's so happy and yay. it is sad when people get kicked off though it is i don't richard. yeah it is i love you richard from season one um my favorite contestant in season one was richard i like say this like people have watched this show with me i'm sorry that i didn't do that <laughs> um yeah i think great great british bake off is definitely one of those things. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what you're planning on wearing? We kind of are changing stuff up this season. And in order to take photos that give us more happiness, mm-hmm. we're, like, not trying to squeeze in our yeah. photo shoot on the same day that we do our podcast recording. Right. It's also, um, like, 9.30 and it, like, rained an hour ago. Yeah. So it's not ideal picture-taking time. Especially in every cottage core. You want us to, like... Be cute and flowy, yeah. you know? Be in a field, having yeah. a picnic. Like, yeah. that's what they want. That's what, you, that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. Give the people what We're they want. We're here to serve the audience. Yeah. 
Also to our listeners, you should check out our Instagram at mtmteye. It's where you can see all of our cool outfits. Um, so what I'm planning on wearing yeah. is I have this white dress that I did wear for Old John, but we're we're gonna push past. We're gonna pretend well, we that accessorize it differently. We change up the look. You know, that's fair. I was gonna. I have also have this pink bandana that oh. I was going to wear. Ooh, as well. I'm liking that. Um, unfortunately, I don't have like. I only brought like sneakers this semester, so I don't really have the proper footwear. Mm. But I could go barefoot potentially, potentially, yeah. if the if it calls for that. Yeah. So, um, probably some like gold jewelry, Ooh. little like mix match Ooh, there. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Okay. We'll see. Maybe add a sweater. Yeah. We'll see. Ooh, yeah, because it's gonna be cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? So I'm. What I'm planning on wearing, although it might change, I'm a very changeable person when it comes to outfits. I haven't tried it on Tuesday to see how it looks, but I have this one white peasant blouse, but it's like a jersey material and it fits me weirdly. We'll see. Uh And then I have, I just got this really cool Uniqlo skirt um, and underneath it I'm going to wear boots too. So like, like Doc Martens. Um, and then, yeah, probably, like, some other, like, maybe curl my hair a little bit, um, wear some jewelry, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yay! Alright, well, cottage core. Cottage core. Hopefully you know what it is, or yes. can kind of visualize it at this point. Yeah. If not, just search cottage core yeah. Pinterest, and <laughs> something will come up for if you. If not, you probably stopped listening to the episode at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you don't get what it is, I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Like, we did the best we could. Yep. Um, so, I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. With great aesthetic comes great responsibility. Yay. Love you. Bye. Bye.